Goodman Radio Show. And here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, sartorially regaled in sequined jumpsuit and cantilevered pompadour, the world's only accordion-playing Elvis impersonator, Accordion Joe. Here comes the Spud Man, it goes down easy. He calls to you who, the social outcast. Yes, you who are rejected. He wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man, it goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. It's the Spud Goodman Show. Let's get ready. Trumbo! And here he is, the head cheese meister. It's Spud Goodman. Greetings, and our Ola. I plead guilty to the accusation that I am, in fact, Spud Goodman. I'm a very stable genius. Welcome to our little radio program. We appreciate the fact that uh, you are, as I speak, spending quality time with me. You know, rather than with, you know, someone who may not be a stable genius, but, you know, might be much, much more popular. You know, I'm not blind to, to reality. I, I understand where I sit in the radio industry food chain, so thanks a whole lot, you know, for giving me a shot here. I, I should get this darn thing going, right, by now? So let's, let's, let's introduce... Our show's designated laugher, my Aunt Dorothy. Give us a belly laugh, but don't hurt yourself, because I, I couldn't live with the guilt if you do any you know, like serious bodily oh. harm to yourself. Okay, okay, here goes. <laughs> oh, I need a little break after that. It was so yeah, early yeah, in yeah, the yeah, show. Yeah. Uh, I probably should have you know, let you warm up a bit before asking for a, oh, a full-on belly laugh. Right. Please accept my apologies. Okay, mm-hmm. now I'm obligated to introduce our temporary permanent co-host, Gerald Holcomb. Uh, this is your moment. Don't blow it by taking advantage of my generosity here. J- just acknowledge my acknowledgement by uh, may- maybe standing and bowing to me. That would show respect and still not clutter up the show with you know, with your tiresome rambling that, that could... Possibly, you know, push an unstable listener to do something rash. Something that you would feel terrible about when you hear about it later. Because you never know what people could do or what they're capable of. You know what I'm saying? There, there are some wacky people out there. You talking to me? You talking to me? Well, I, I don't believe I would say or do anything that would prompt a listener to do anything irrational. I, I'm just, I'm not that kind of person. Spud, you know me. Yes, and I, I do I, know you, and that is why I I am, I'm begging you to take mercy on our listeners and just say no to speaking any further on the air. Mercy. Maybe sit back and like clip your fingernails. And I, I, Here's a heads up. That Edward Scissor's hand uh, look kind of thing you got going is yeah. dated. Uh, just don't clog up the airways. Oh, yes, Gerald. By all means, be judicious in your verbal offerings on the show. It's in everyone's best interest. Yes! Okay, okay, fine. I'll keep my mouth shut, but be aware that there will be a major void in this program without my contribution. Look, look, you can still contribute, but just keep it, you know, limited in scope, preferably like a word with two or less syllables. What? Well, but as I've said on many occasions, that would make it almost impossible to communicate. Not it, impossible. Nothing it is can't impossible be done. It can't be done. I'll be bringing up my treatment with our executive producer at our next staff meeting. You can be sure of that. If you could just go ahead and make sure you do that from now on, that would be great. Oh, you're going to play that card, huh? Well, fine. 
All right, you can pipe in from time to time. So, but anyway, let, I got to get going here. So what I wanted to discuss on the show was something that is impacting the life of my only living aunt here. I, I'm a bit concerned, Aunt Dorothy, and I thought it'd be best to address it on the air so our listeners and, yes, potential harassers can learn what is going on is not cool. Oh, Spud, you don't have to do this. Well, I, I think I, I think I do. Really, really, I have everything under control. I've implemented a safety plan that will cover any vulnerability that would expose me to unnecessary risk. But still. Really, really, dear. It's nothing that needs to be addressed on the show. Well, well let me be the judge of that, Aunt Dorothy. I need to say this. You know, for oh, listeners probably boy. aren't aware of this, obviously. You are currently uh, being cyber-stalked by more than a single perpetrator. Like, there are multiple suspects. Let's not sugarcoat this. You know, many men are romantically interested in you, and and I, for one, am concerned about it. Oh, I'm not being threatened. Cyberstalking isn't really an accurate description of what's going on. Yes, yes, a number of males have been sending me Young males. Young. Let's be honest. We're talking young. Well, emails, but they've also been doing some direct messaging on social media. It all started a few weeks ago. Most want to date me, but I've made it clear I'm engaged to the love of my life chance, and that is just not a possibility. Some of the guys, though, uh, they just won't take no for an answer. Well, you would think your fiancé, Chance the intern, you know, here, would be heading up your personal security detail and protecting you. Yeah. But... He's not even here in the studio right now. Where the hell is he? Oh, oh, he called in sick. He has a really? touch of a cold, and, you know, his mother felt it would be best to stay in bed for a few days until it's under control. Oh. Uh, I guess when he was 12 or so, he had a bad case of laryngitis, and, you know, a voice is nothing to trifle with. <laughs> Yeah, but maybe, you know, you would think that, that he would have sucked it up, you know, slathered on a, a bunch of Vicks VapoRub, and, you know, and, and just showed up for work anyway. Oh, I don't he, think he's so. He's our only intern at this time. I, I think we, you know, maybe need to find a backup intern for moments like this. Oh, oh, are, are you serious about that, Spud? Uh, you, you know, my oldest, Gerald Jr., would love to dip his toe inside the broadcasting industry. Now, he may just be a junior in high school, but he is very mature for his age, and he would look great. Yeah, well. This would be great on his college application to BYU. Yeah, listen, I know he's a legacy candidate, as both my wife and I graduated yeah, yeah. from there, but it couldn't hurt his chances. Well, but aren't you still one PE class short of graduating from BYU? Well, After all these years, you would think you could have gone back and you know finished up with like an online like tennis or dodgeball class to get your degree, for God's sakes. I love the poorly educated. Like I've said before, it's only a technicality. I, in essence, did graduate from BYU. Uh-huh. Uh, sounds like you're still on the three-yard line to me. Well, you really should consider carrying the ball over the goal line once yeah. and for all. Yes! Um, hey, yeah, be a good example for your kids. Think about that. I but am. Right now, I need to bring on our musical guest, who I will be speaking with a little later. Say hello to the Jim Bass Night Band. Bottom of a wishing well 
superstar, yeah, I could be making dough in the biz. Well, I could start by waxing the road, Chevy Shadow Royce. That is. And after that, I could just pour you a drink or two. Yeah. Your first guest, Jeremy Allen White, is holding for you. Now, he is on that program that you like so much, right? Yeah, I really like Shameless. Yeah. You know, the show he co-stars in, season 10, is now starting, and I'm pumped to see where the Gallagher family goes. Oh, boy, Shameless is a must-see for me, too. Maybe it's not a Norman Rockwell portrait of an American family, no. but they do all love each other, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you know, I've heard that show is about a family of hoodlums and criminals. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Why, why would someone make a program about those kinds of people? Um, because there are many American families that, you know, have to have side hustles going on to, to make uh, ends meet. Not just those on the margins. I mean, they don't hurt other people, really, and they just, they just use their wits to survive. Why don't they just get a job? I don't know. Oh, most of them do work, except for, you know, like Frank Gallagher, played by William Macy. He, he sort of freelances. Just put Jeremy through. Okay, but I hope he doesn't lead any youth listening to a life of bad behavior, but uh, here he is. 
Welcome to the show, actor Jeremy Allen White. We appreciate you coming on our show. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So you co-star on one of my favorite shows, Shameless, and it's back for season 10. Full disclosure, I've seen every episode so far, but for those not aware, Shameless airs on Showtime Sunday nights at 9 and is later available on demand on a ton of other platforms. So anyway, I'm pumped for the yep. new season. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be a, it's going to be a good one. We're uh, we're almost done. We wrap today. Ah, very cool. Oh, yeah. well, that, yeah, yeah. now that you say that, I was thinking uh, <laughs> Shameless might have uh, the maybe the best rap parties around, not just because you have a large cast, but you guys all seem to enjoy yourselves. Uh, are they killer parties? Yeah, man, we have some good parties. We're, uh, we're a pretty close-knit bunch, you know. I, I know it sounds kind of cheesy, and I'm sure we've all said it about times before, but... Uh, but we are all really like family. We've grown up together, and uh, and yeah, we, we like to all have a good time together for sure. Well, uh, the Gallagher family, of which you play Lip, uh, one of six Gallagher kids, I guess it's six officially, um, were, were maybe looked upon as behaviorally challenged when it first launched back in 2011. But, but given our current times in this country, it's, it seems like their behavior may have been normalized over the years. Has America changed, or have the Gallaghers as a family changed? Uh, that's a good question. Um, uh, I don't know if if they're. I, I I don't know if I ever found their behavior uh, not so normal. You know, I think uh, you know normal is just a word that uh, you know is about the way that you grew up. Um, and I think that they're kind of like victims of their circumstances, and and uh, so there's nothing abnormal about you know the way they behaved to me um they're just uh that's just the way they were brought up you know what i mean right well you know i'm not i'm not saying the characters could get away with shooting someone on fifth avenue in new york city but the bar for acceptable no. behavior has kind of been lowered recently so just just cross i don't know anyway all right well moving on i gotta ask you this uh on the show you tend to smoke a lot of cigarettes is that in the script or is that your choice because they just give you like a couple cartons of smokes before you shoot up each episode you know what? It's something that um, in the pilot, you know, I thought Lip uh, should be a smoker, and uh, and then the writers all got very, very attached to that idea. Um, so it's a little bit of both. I think uh, I thought it was uh, I thought it was kind of slick, um, and I thought the Lip would be a smoker because I think you know the majority of the family would have been smokers. Yeah. Um, and then uh, and then uh, all of a sudden I've got a cigarette in every seat. But they're uh, they're fake. They're, uh, they're these these kind of gross clove cigarettes that I'm always smoking uh, uh, on on set. They're all they're all make believe. Oh, that, that's kind of for us for some older people like me. That's kind of a flashback. I kind of enjoyed. Uh, it's kind of like a, a human uh, yeah. incense holder when you go, go around with them. But anyway, all right. Exactly. Um, yeah, you, your fingers smell like it for uh, for days after you have one. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Well, um, also on the show, you've been quite active romantically. Y your character Lip does well with with women. Uh, I was just curious. That's all right, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, yeah. So, um, you know, away from the uh, away from the show, uh, do you do you have like to deal with a lot of uh, fans who like fill up your inbox with "I love you" messages? I was just curious. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I know a lot of people really like the show um i don't really 
delve into my uh, uh, messages that often, nor do I actually go on my Instagram that often. Um, but uh, but yeah, man, I know I know a lot of folks. Uh, a lot of folks dig the show, and and you know all the fans have their favorite characters and all that. Right, right. Yeah, well, my Aunt Dorothy has to deal with annoying online suitors. She's uh, she's very popular with young guys, I guess. That's kind of what we've been discussing on the show. But anyway, all right, that's, that's another story. Um, so l- let's okay. let's let's step into the Wayback Machine. I like to do that uh, with my guests. You were cast on the show right out of high school uh, on Shameless. W- was there a plan B if you didn't get the part, like maybe work at a Foot Locker or an Olive Garden until you got cast in something? Yeah, I mean, let's see, what did I do? So I graduated high school uh, where I studied acting, and then I was already kind of going out for stuff, um, and I'd done a few little things here and there, um, and I was working at a casting office. I was working at a casting office as a reader, uh, a super shot maker casting in New York, and um, I think if it wasn't shameless and I was going to keep auditioning, um, yeah, I would have carried on working at Susan Shotmaker Casting, or I probably would have gone to school and studied uh, studied acting further if I didn't get something kind of in that in that first year out of high school. Right. Well, it, it, it uh, fell right for you. I mean, you're very you're very fortunate, but you deserved it, obviously. Obviously. Yeah. Um, oh, it. Yeah. Well, you originally trained. Is, it, is this correct to, to be a dancer? Because I, 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 I'm just just my guess here, but I, I take it you burn a lot less calories being an actor. Is it is it an easier gig? Because dancing takes a lot of energy. <laughs> it's been a long time, but yeah, I um I had so much energy as a kid, and and I played uh, I played all kinds of sports, and I still had energy to spare, and so my parents uh, put me in dance classes at a pretty young age. Um, and so I did that for, I mean, I guess like eight to 16 or 17, I was probably doing dance, uh, ballet, jazz, tap, all of it. Um, and, uh, and yeah, man, I, I loved it, but then I kind of found acting and, you know, there's a lot of similarities. It's all performance. Um, so I think I brought a little bit of that, that dance stuff over to acting, whatever uh, I needed to bring over. Um, but I think, uh, I think my strong suit. Um, if I had one, we would definitely be acting, and I think I needed to, to leave the dancing behind for sure. All right, uh, Spud. You, you know, now now that you've brought up the topic of dancing, I think our listeners are probably curious about my progress in trying to get in on next season's Dancing with the Stars. I spoke about this on a recent show, and I haven't really had the opportunity to update hey, everyone. Look, uh, hey, I- hey, hey, Jeremy, give me a minute here. Dude, no one cares about your pipe dream of being on Dancing with the Stars. Oh, well. Can I get back to Jeremy, please? Wait, wait, Spud. Gerald, you are delusional with this plan of yours to get on that network show. No. Well, sure, Sean Spicer, for some weird reason, was selected. But that was a freaky situation, and you aren't even famous. Listen, so many great people in history have overcome the naysayers in their life to achieve greatness. My plan will be successful. Just wait and see. Well, I hope you... Have a plan B, too. Um, maybe you can dance at, like, a county fair or at a mall. You know, just, just throw down some cardboard and do your thing. It might draw a crowd. I am a ballroom dancer, not a break dancer. Whatever. I need to finish this up. All right, I'm back, Jeremy. Are you still good to go? Let's do it. Well, you, you recently wrapped a movie titled, I don't know if this is right, it's Vienna and the Phantoms. Is that correct? 
Um, not real. I mean, I wrapped it maybe like three or four years ago. Yeah. Oh, but it's coming out though, right? It has not come out yet, no. Okay. It was, it was about an 80s punk band. Uh, I was just curious, when, when, you, when you were shooting it, what did you listen to to get into character? Like, Because the late 80s were prime. So many great bands like Black Flag, Minuteman X, Bad Brains, whatever. Did, did you get any, anything in particular to, to get you into character? Just curious. Yeah, I mean, what would we listen to? I guess we listen to like a lot of the, like we listen to kind of Joy Division a lot. Um, oh yeah. Listen to kind of some of the Cure and and uh, a lot of that. Uh, um, but yeah, it was it was a while ago now. Um, When's it coming yeah, it out? Why isn't it? Why isn't it coming out? That's a great question, man. Um, I don't know. I've kind of like uh, I've kind of. <laughs> I've kind of forgotten about it. You, you, you're the second person to ask me about this today. Um, I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure. Uh, hopefully, some folks can see it soon. But, uh, but yeah, I, I just don't know. All right, all right. I just had to ask. Okay, well, I, I know you got a scoot, so let me remind everyone that Shameless is back, all right, for Season 10, airing on Sunday nights at 9 and available on demand anytime. You can find it at a ton of places. Hey, uh... I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with me. Hey, of course. Yeah, thank you, my man. Spud goodness to Anulo. Spud goodness to Anulo. Spud... Anulo. This is the Spud Goodman Show. What else is there, man? Hey, uh, Spud. Yes. The show's resident psychic, Ted Marr, is on the line ready to go. Well, put him through, because there's something I want to talk to him about. Do you want me to do his plug real quick? What do you think? Okay, all right, all right. Uh, Ted Marr can be heard each Friday, 2 to 4 p.m. on KKNW, 11.50 a.m. in Seattle, and on the web. Here he is. Say hello to our show's resident psychic, Mr. Ted Marr. Thank you very much for calling in. Oh, Spud, it's so good to talk to you today. <laughs> yeah. What I wanted to ask you, you know, maybe kind of weird or strange, it's about my old car, a, a 2003 Chevy Nova. I was emotionally attached to it. I gave it a name even, you know, Novi uh, was what I, you know, called it. And, and Novi let me down a lot as it broke down every few months, but I just couldn't quit her, okay? And I stayed uh -huh. in the relationship far too long. The repair bills were, were, were killing me, but, but still I stayed. And I was wondering if you could use your psychic powers to make contact with Novi. As I learned later, the car was like turned over to a junkyard and was cremated or crushed up into a hunk of metal. C can, you, can you give Novi my best? Yes, yes. Novi is here, actually. Oh. And in a previous life, um, you were the car, and Novi was the human. What? And you had a yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's true. You had a, you have a karmic past with this with this automobile. Dang, I had no idea. Um, well, I've read on the internet about a psychological syndrome called uh, mechanophilia. I believe it's called where where people develop uh -huh. an attraction to a machine, car, robots, washing machine, vacuum cleaners, and other other things. Have you ever had anyone ask you to contact an old lawnmower or blender they were attached to? Maybe they gave it to Goodwill or the Salvation Army, and they were experiencing you know separation anxiety. Um, I haven't, but I can tell you a true story where. Uh, <clears throat> back about 
uh, 15 years ago or so, 20, uh, 15, 20 years ago, I had a brand new Toyota Avalon, which I bought. Wonderful car. I drove it for 14 years, and then it just totally kind of petered out, and I sold it used. And then um, just, just, just this year, um, the spirit of that Toyota Avalon came back to me in another to- Toyota Avalon in a near mint condition. It's a used car, but near mint condition. And I, and I meditated, and the spirit of that car came back to me in this car here. So huh. um, it, it's the same, the, same, the same car has come back to me. A little different model, little, a little, little uh, newer, um, but still mint condition. Excellent shape, this- and... Um, I think about that a lot. That's very romantic. Well, do you think an old car can love you? Like, can a hunk of metal have a soul or energy source that can be on, you know, ongoing to an afterlife, so you can meet up together down the road? I'm kind of hoping that. You know, I, you know, for no you, you know. You know, I've I've actually thought about that, and it came up, um, I believe, with this car this year that I got the the replacement Toyota Avalon, and you know, um, if if you start first off to think that. Um, all the people on this planet have the spark of the Creator uh, within us, or God, if you will, the Supreme Being. And then the things that people make, like cars, for example, that's an extension of, of, of if, you, if you look at it, that creative force from the Supreme Being. So that if, so a car, in theory, can have a spirit that come that can come to you again through something else, through another mechanical object. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, that's what I've been told, but it's honestly it's not something I've given it a lot of thought. But it's an in, it's an interesting idea for yeah. mechanical phobia. Yeah, Spud, what? I have to jump in here. God does not approve of relationships with inanimate objects. My gosh, how, how does one fall in love with a stapler or a, a VCR anyway? That's so wrong. Uh, Ted will be back in a very quick moment. Okay. We cannot control who we fall in love with, all right? I mean, yeah, there are certain societal rules that everyone needs to follow, like you, you don't marry your sister or brother or grandparent, but, but the heart wants what the heart wants, okay? I read that on some Hallmark card, by the way. Yeah, well, I feel your uh, attachment to your old car is a sign that you are lost at sea emotionally. And listen, I'm just the friend who's there to save you. But we're not friends, okay? I mean, we work together. That's a little different than friends, all right? Remember that old saying, you can choose your pets, but you can't choose your parents. Or or is it, you can choose your parents, but you can't choose your... No, no, there's no saying, there's nothing like that. No saying anything like that. Yeah, I believe there is. And I almost got it right. But just let me get back to Ted, though. Okay, I have returned. Okay. I, I'm working with my therapist on how to get better at letting you know old relationships go, you know, move move on. But it's tough for me. I won't lie. Like, like I still wonder if Novi would like someone to to put a new car freshener in it every other month, like I always did. I, I usually went with vanilla, a basic scent, nothing exotic. Or, or does Novi, you know, miss getting an armor all cleaning now and, and then, and, or a good vacuuming out? I know I miss those things, you know, that we had together. And I I, I understand it's time to move on to the relationship with my new car. It's actually a used car, but and, and maybe in time I'll be able to feel the same way. Can I call you if I need to, like, uh, I need some help on this particular issue. It maybe sounds weird, okay. but I don't know. Okay. Uh, no, Nobi just came in, and she, she is saying, she's female, 
she's just said that she wants you to put mint in your new car. Mint. And you made a mistake. You put the wrong scent in the car with her. She, she's actually a mint, a mint lady. Did not like and, the vanilla um, trees? No, 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 no. You really? mint or lemon. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry you didn't call me earlier because I could have explained that. And it saved you a lot of karmic grief with that, too. So I had no idea that I was annoying her with those. I, I, okay, all right, never mind. Hey, you live yeah, and yeah. learn. All right, well, I know yeah. you got to go. So just thanks a whole bunch for calling in. Uh, I know I appreciated, you know, what you had to offer. And, um, yeah, just just thank you, okay? Hey, my, my pleasure. But uh, Novi says she still loves you and be waiting for you there. So not to worry. I sure hope that. I sure hope you meant that, and I hope it's true. All right, there you have it, our resident psychic, Mr. Ted Marr. Okay, thanks so much, bud. There's still more fun and excitement in store in the second half of the Spud Goodman Radio Show right after this brief intermission. This is Gwen from Trees and Timber here on our sixth Bud Women performance. Because we love it so much, we'll keep coming back until he won't let us come back. And then we'll stand outside the door waiting for him to show up so we can beg him for more appearances. Because we love it so much. We now return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show. And Dorothy, getting back to what we were talking about, I guess you aren't that concerned. Uh, and, and yeah, you, you might feel flattered so many single dudes are hitting on you via social media, but it has to be a bit annoying too. Oh, come on. Mm, well, sure, it's nice to be thought of as attractive, but I won't lie. This has caused a bit of a, fr a friction with chance. Yeah. He's very secure in our relationship, but still, I know it bothers him a bit. You know, Mrs. Jarvitz, don't take this wrong, but you must be putting out some sort of signal that you're still on the open market. What's your name, scumbag? I'm just saying. Oh, brother. Look, it, it's not your fault we, we post those pictures of us on Facebook. Aunt, you know, Aunt Dorothy, you're front and center, and most of them with our musical guests. And I know I know you don't post any more single shots of you on your own Facebook page, no, right? No, and, and with all those pics of you and Chance together, you're like, like he has his arm around you and a lot of them. You'd think that most guys would know you're in a committed relationship or, or at least, you know, have a man or, or, or a post-teenager <laughs> in your life. You know, maybe it's your facial gestures in the pictures that says you're still looking oh, or stop maybe, hey, give, maybe. My, give my aunt a break okay she does not have to suddenly stop looking so hot so other dudes will stop hitting on her that's that's that don't blame her no i'm not but okay may i ask what kind of men tend to express interest in you mrs jarvitz are they mostly uh miscreants and unemployed gold diggers courtney chloe well, really, the men come from all walks of life, uh -huh. even some from Europe, and oh. a couple from South Africa, as we're aired over there on Hashtag Radio, right? That's right. Shout um, out to them. Oh, oh, and there have been some proposals for men who are currently incarcerated, too. But I have to say, most all of them are somewhat young. Yeah. Uh, very, actually, very young, to be honest. That's so hot. 
You know, as I've said so many times, I don't get the deal between you and our 21-year-old intern. Well, at least, you know, those young guys are, are not going to be showing up at your door because I bet most of them don't even have their driver's licenses, right? Oh. But, but if you're also getting a few letters addressed to you, that, that means they do know where you live. And does that worry you? Because, I mean, because there is Uber, you know. Uh, well, I do have Teddy, my pit bull. And, of course, the Glock 43 yeah, single stack, yeah, it's... That- handy all the time yeah. but mostly it remains in a lockbox. i just want you to know i'm being safe okay i really haven't had anyone who has come forward that's caused me to be concerned and mostly my focus is on chance and his feelings i think the reason why is i've just been like so unhappy he does have to feel good about the fact that many guys find his fiance so attractive. I know most of my ex-wives you know, never were asked out when, when I was married to him. Not, not that I knew of, at least. Uh, and, you know, I, they were very attractive. I, I guess they, they didn't have the gifts that you were blessed with. Andrew. Oh, you're sweet. Now, can I ask, do you state clearly on your social media profile that you are in a relationship, Mrs. Jarvitz? Because th- there must be a reason why so many young men are getting the wrong idea of your current status. Well, I've indicated that I'm engaged, and there are many photos of Chance and I, while in many, many activities, it should be clear to anyone that I'm in love, if they just look at the two of us. Well, it could be one of two things, I think, if you break it down. The the guys are either thinking that they can take you away from Chance, or or they also have this, like, mommy thing, too, like like your current fiancé obviously does. I gotta admit the truth. It turned me on. I mean, they're probably just fantasizing here and, and, and don't have the courage to actually, like, meet you in person, you know? I'm sure most of them, you know, I got to tell you this, though. There are whole porn sites dedicated to this topic. Ooh, yeah. Oh, I wouldn't know about that sort of information. Well, I was just telling you. Well, know. but it does offend me, and I know for a it fact. It does offend you? Well, I'm, I'm sorry. It, it really doesn't, I have oh, to okay. be honest. Okay. And I know for Thanks. a fact Good. that Chance feels quite comfortable embracing the differences in our ages. He is a different kind of guy for sure. Anyway, right now, it's time for my, my musical guest interview, one of my favorite parts of the show. So let me do that right now. Okay, welcome back to the show, uh, the Jim Bass Night Band. Okay, uh, do the introduction thing. Jim, that's your job. Oh, that's, that's my job. Okay, okay. Well, I'm I'm Jim Bass Knight with the Jim Bass Knight Band. Over I, here, I we've got out, yeah. Beth Peabody on the, the harmony vocal here. Yeah, Beth super. Peabody. That's a, you'll, be, you'll be paid to act her for that. We got over here, we got Sean Peabody on the bass. Hi. Hey. All right. And then over here in the middle, uh, right next to, to me on, on, my, on my left here, as you're looking at the stage, is Bruce Hazen, a guitar man from, uh, from the Seattle area. Super. And then in the back, we got Wedge Michaels over here from uh, over there way up in uh, Cedro Woolley. Several one. All right. All right. Cool. That's right. Well, let me hit you with this. Uh, Well, before I do, obviously, give me the latest scoop on your latest record that you released. Okay. I got a record here. Hold on. Well, well, I don't know if the listeners can actually see that. Okay. I can't see the record. Okay. We'll we'll, we'll show up. We'll put put the slick on the the site. But anyway, got a new album called Not Changing, and it's doing remarkably well. 
and uh, it's getting played all over the place. And uh, and I'm also working on a couple other things. And you know, got this band cranking out there, playing gigs, and uh, gonna have a, a book about Sonny Boy Williamson that I'm gonna be finishing up here finally, uh, shortly. And uh, yeah, a couple get other that projects. damn thing done. Yeah, well, it's 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 get is coming along. I, I, I want to read it. I know, I know, right. I know, I know, I know. Right. And well, then, and then, aside from aside from that, uh, the, like I said, the, uh, the album's doing really well, getting played a lot of places all over the right. world, really. So, just uh, check me out on jimbassnightmusic.com and say hello to to our band anytime you want to come down and see us. All right. Well, I got. I want to ask you this question. I, I assume that everybody in this band believes there's still a place for rock music in today's world, right? I mean, is it is it, is it necessary? Though I wanted to ask you this because you recorded a lot of albums over the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, do you have to throw in a couple auto-tune vocals in your studio recordings? Because I mean, the a human voice without a little sweetening can be a very jolting experience for the kids out there. Yeah, you know, I, I kind of believe in that. Actually, I'm going to introduce the bass player Sean, and he can talk about rock and roll a little bit. What do you think, Sean? The way I look at auto-tune and stuff like that, I think it's kind of like makeup. I think it's there to accentuate the beauty that is the voice. It's there to maybe fix a blemish or two, but it's not, it's not the main mechanism to make everything sound great. Okay, all right, all right. I'm Good with analogy. Yes. I'm with you. Actually, that was kind of deep, but I like that. All right. I'll, I'll just take it from there a little right bit on. and just say right. that the digital technology is in its infantile stages of actually making good music. And believe me, the people that write songs using it are wasting their time. you yeah. got to write the song first with real guitars or whatnot, and, uh, pianos, and then, and, then, and then try to figure out a way to use digital technology. All right, all right, okay. I know it's a it's a sore spot for a lot of us. So anyway, <laughs> off the record, what is the band's choice for salad dressing? It's a very personal thing. I know, and this is off the record, like I said. But what are we talking about? For me, I'm currently into like Roquefort. But, you know, I might switch back to my old one of zesty Italian. But what do you guys think? Well, you know, I would I would ask uh, uh, Beth about that. But uh, I, you know, I'm I'm just gonna say uh, uh, vinaigrette. What do you say? I'm totally a Roquefort girl. Roquefort, okay. Well, there you go. All right. Roquefort. Okay, Super. cool. Super. <laughs> All right. Well, what's the name of the next song? I want to, I want to hear the song. So what? And what's it about? It's called Middle of the Night. And, uh, you know, I mean... Uh, let your prurian pur- interest, uh, uh, you know... I think I can figure it yeah, out then. Exactly. All right. All right. Let's do it. You wanna go? I'm gonna let you go. But if you stay, I'm gonna have my way. So won't you give me that? Oh yeah, look. Take the phone and phone off. Oh 
Show. Hi everyone, this is Olivia Newton John, and you're on the Spud Goodman Show. Uh, Spud, yeah. Your next guest, Donald Faison, is waiting to speak with you. Uh, you know, I remember Donald as he was on that Scrubs TV show. Yep. It was on regular TV, so we would watch it with the antenna on our roof. Right. Uh, it, it's nice to have a guest on from a show that I've actually seen before myself. Uh, you know, that show was often quite racy with uh, sexually inappropriate material, but overall, it was pretty good. And then I see, like, whale sharks. I'm like, oh, that must mean a whale and a shark have sex. Uh, Scrubs was awesome, uh, a great cast, and he's been in a whole lot of other shows, you know, and movies since then, though. Oh, I, I will admit, Donald in Dr. Scrubs was really the main reason I tuned in each week. They may have been a bit baggy, but they still showed off a very fine derriere. Uh, it's all fake news. Gosh, Mrs. Jarvitz, you're engaged to be married now, so I would think those kinds of remarks would be out of bounds in respect <laughs> to your fiancé, Chance. Uh, that's none of your business, all right? Just put Donald through, please. Yep, very well. Here he is. Say hello to actor Donald Faison. Uh, thanks for coming on our show. Well, thank you for having me. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I've been ready for this one. You, you, you're currently co-starring in the ABC series Emergence, airing Tuesday nights at 10, 9 central. Give us the basics on it. So uh, Emergence takes place in upstate Long Island. It's a sci-fi thriller about a police chief who's protecting a little girl that she found at a plane crash site who has no scratches or isn't harmed, but the girl doesn't have her memory. And she brings the little girl home into her family. And the family all of a sudden starts to notice that this little girl has abilities that normal humans don't have. Huh. And not just that, she's also being pursued by people who claim to be in the government. But then when 
when the police chief looks into it, these people aren't in the government. So she's wondering what is it about this little girl that is causing all of this uh, mystery and uh, espionage and uh-huh. all of this horror. And uh, it, it, it's, it's really awesome. It, it, we air Tuesdays at 10 on ABC. Yeah. And if you miss it at Tuesday, on Tuesday, you can always watch it uh, on Hulu or ABC.com. Super. Well, your co-star, Allison Tallman, uh, makes every scene she is in better. I mean, from Fargo to Good Girls to every other TV show and movie she's been in. So I'm betting Emergence will do just fine. I hope so. I hope you're right. Yo, you know, Spud, from your mouth. How about that? Yeah, well, that's just my opinion. But all right, well, let me just say this. I, you know, I got I to go there. Uh, most humans on Earth are familiar with your work on the TV show Scrubs, which ran for nine seasons. You played Dr. Christopher Turk, as everyone knows. That's a long time, though. I was thinking about this. The hours that you spent in surgical Scrubs, did you get to keep a few pairs that you used to wear around the house or maybe go shopping in? Oh, absolutely. But they've been washed so much now that they, they're not wearable. Oh. oh, yeah, absolutely. The most comfortable the most comfortable thing ever is to go to work and put on pajamas. And that's pretty much what I did for nine seasons straight. Uh, you can't beat that with a baseball bat. Yeah. You know, there's nothing like, you know, literally just putting on your underwear. And then that's it, pretty much. It's like wearing a little long john. It's like wearing a long john all day long when it's hot they're they're roomy enough to where you don't lose where you don't sweat out you know your butt and if it's cold you can put silks underneath and it keeps you and those will keep you warm it was nothing like that that's the easiest wardrobe ever i think yeah so i was thinking your wardrobe department during that era uh could have basically just phoned it in it could have like stayed home but anyway all right Um, but they but they didn't that's the crazy thing they they uh, found ways to make scrubs flattering also. Huh. You know what I mean? Because scrubs are really just, like I said, big pants and a big t-shirt, big uh, pajama pants and big pajama t-shirt. They found ways to make it, you know, hit us really right, you know, whether, and you have to be creative to do that. And so they were. All right. Well, hey, I, I was wondering, right. you, you once appeared, yeah, uh, on the MTV show Punked. Actually, you punked former your former Scrubs co-star Zach Braff. Afterwards, I want to. I was. This is what I was thinking. Did the show get into your head, like worrying about payback? Because you know, were you always on guard to not get punked on TV yourself later? I'm still on. I'm still on guard. Are you kidding me right now? Oh. You know, anytime that I hear that Ashton Kutcher might be making another show about people getting uh, pranked, I always worry that uh, Zach Braff is going to get me back. You know what I mean? I. That's very, very, you know, now that you bring that up, I have been a little lackadaisical on my uh, weariness of this situation. Yeah. And that's always a possibility. Uh, uh, I'm sure he has, uh, I'm sure he in some way has not forgotten that and is like, I will one day return the favor. Just be on your toes. Like, even in intimate moments, that could happen too. So, I mean, they could get somebody on the inside. So, just be aware of that. But, all right. Oh, I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> that'd, be really, that'd be really rude if you got my wife in on it. Yeah, well, I didn't want to get into your head even further, but. Say, Spud. What? Well, now that you've brought up this topic of pulling practical jokes on friends, I'll, I'll admit, I've always been on guard worrying you might try to prank me. I, I'll just say, I am prank-proof, so don't waste the energy in trying to pull off some elaborate joke at my expense, okay? 
Uh, Donald, just a sec. Okay, let's do it. I only try to punk those I care about, okay? Why would I bother trying to plan out some elaborate, uh, you know, operation dedicated to, to your public embarrassment? Um, well, no, wait wait a minute here. Uh, maybe, maybe I dropped the ball here. Uh, I may have to reconsider. It, it might give me immense pleasure. Oh, what do you think, Antonio? Count me in on this one, Spud. Yeah? Gerald, you have to admit you do make a very attractive target. <laughs> uh, so many would enjoy seeing uh, it. You guys, right? there's no, no, no need to do this, though I've been diligent in not putting myself in vulnerable positions for practical jokes. I don't want to be looking over my shoulder all the time. That's not okay. Uh, I'm sure you're safe, and no one will try anything, but just in case, you might want to like keep a change of clothes with you at all times and a towel. Uh, but let me get back to Donald. You, what does that even mean? I, I have returned. All right, well, let me hit you with this. In 2009, you played in the NBA All-Star Weekend Celebrity Game. Were there any celebrities that were like total ball hogs? I'm trying to remember back. Guys that would never pass and only put up ugly, you know, brick jump shots? Probably me. <laughs> well, besides you. Justin okay. Bieber didn't play uh, back then, did he? That was before his time, right? No, that was way before Justin Bieber. That was, yeah. Uh, let me see. That was 20 years ago, almost. Uh, no, 10 years ago. Um, so let me see. Uh, I played with some really cool basketball players. I got to play with Diane Taurasi. I got to play oh. with uh, Thunder Dan Marley. Oh, yeah. Uh, I got to play with uh, quite a few really good basketball Lisa Leslie, uh, wow. Rick Fox. Yeah. Uh, well, do you Clyde, still have a game right dresser. now? I'm going to tell you. you know, no, I'm, I put the basketball away. Oh. I'll tell you one thing, though. Uh, one year we played, and it was Dr. J was coach on one end, and Magic Johnson was coach on the other end. And I was on Magic Johnson's team, and we lost. And we lost because I turned the ball over with like 30 seconds to go, right? Oh, that's. And not I good. remember Magic. No, it wasn't Magic's face. I don't think he's ever forgiven me for it. You know, to this day, I mean, Magic used to be so happy to see me. Now he sees me, and he's like, "Yeah, hey, yeah, what's up, man?" Ah, okay, all right. Well, <laughs> you know, like, you're a kind of a multi-sport guy because you also suited up on the football field playing Petey Jones and remembering the Titans. D did you have any moments where you felt the extras were hitting you a little too hard during filming? You know, we had to be reminded that we were actors on that. We were so, uh, they got us so psyched up and, you know, feeling like we were real football players that we went all out on the field and so if somebody did hit us hard we'd get up and be like good hit man that's gonna look great you know what i mean we yeah. were so we were so geeked and jazzed to be football players uh, we, they put us through two weeks of football camp before we shot and one week was just actors to get us in shape and then the second week was uh us and then the rest of the teams that we were playing against for the movie right uh and you know, it was we we ran with real with real collegiate and professional football players. We we all of us we did it all, and so we felt great. It looked intense. Uh, when it came time to yeah, when it came time to 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 film. So yeah, there was no there was no way anyone was gonna hit me so hard that I was like I can't do this anymore. Like I remember one time I got hit. They were like we need you guys to actually do the stunt. And I was like that. Let's go. And I got hit, and the snot came out of my nose, but I didn't care. I was like, "This is this is great." Uh, 
that was yeah i loved making that movie i loved being a football player all right well i know you got to go so let me say again uh you co-star in the new abc series emergence which airs tuesdays at 10 9 central also available on hulu uh and the, and the, the other abc.com you said yes okay all right super well, we really really appreciate you taking a few moments to speak with us thank you very much for having me i appreciate you excellent mr donald Faison. My, how time flies. All right, getting back to what we were discussing, Aunt Dorothy, or, or is it aunt? Aunt, aunt, I go back and forth with that word. Anyway, ha have you checked your phone, like, in the last couple of minutes? Have you gotten any new emails or messages from horny dudes while we've been on the air? Well, I was thinking oh, about that. well, I'm, I'm fine with aunt or aunt, Spud. And I Good. have gotten a couple of messages on Facebook that are really somewhat awkward, given that I'm engaged currently. My gosh, in my day, an engaged woman was considered off the market dating-wise. What is going on in today's world? Tidally ho, neighborinos. I do feel somewhat responsible for this, as, as I drug you onto this show as our designated laugher. Uh, you know, with all those pictures of you with our musical guests, uh, you know, those strapping, virile rock musicians on our Facebook page, I, I guess it stirred up a bit of interest in you. I, I'm sorry about that. Oh, so what oh, can I say? No worries, no worries. I'm a grown-ass woman, and I can handle myself. So far, no one has been too inappropriate. And, and you know, what makes it even more galling is that most of those pictures posted also had Chance in them with you. Yeah. It's clear that you're spoken for with him, and they still pursue you. Golly gee, that is so wrong. Hmm. I think it's that old deal you become more marketable, you know, if someone else is interested in you. Because I I know I've met way more women when, when I bring along my neighbor Kim when I hit the bars. It, it's kind of a mutually beneficial arrangement. You know, she uses me the same way. Uh, but to be honest, I, I gotta be honest, uh, if she's listening, uh, it works way better for me than for her. Uh, I might need to think about it like a makeover when, when we go out again for her sake. Good call, yo. A.S. Bud, they're saying, the board's telling me we have a male caller who would like to speak to your aunt. Uh, do you well, want me to let him on the air? Uh, d does he sound like a perv? Well, I, I don't know. The soundboard just said he's on hold. Well, maybe we can Google him before we decide. I mean, well. see if, like, he, you know, check his Facebook page and see if he's posted any stuff that would freak, you know, someone else. Like, you know those messages in movies where they cut out letters to say something? Oh, maybe he's got something hey, like that. Uh, oh, yeah. don't hang up on him because of me. I'm used to this sort of thing. Well, just just put him through. Call, are you there? Uh, yes, I am. Can I yeah. speak with Dorothy? Well, I am the gatekeeper for my aunt, okay? Or aunt. Uh, I, I don't know who you are, and for all I know, you could be like a celebrity chaser. Uh, do you have any, like, prior convictions for stalking other famous people? You know, people lie a lot, so you got to be on your toes. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't call myself a celebrity. I'm just helping well, out here yeah, on this very low-rated radio show. Well, uh, maybe a public figure would be more accurate. Yeah, but we are still on the air, so don't discount the juice that you have with a few listeners out there. Oh, well, okay. I, I'm I'm just a fan of yours, Dorothy. That's all I'm saying here. From what I've seen with huh. the pictures you posted online, you are cute, and I just wanted to let you know if you know something should happen with that guy you're dating, I'd love to hmm. maybe meet up for a beer. I drank beer with my friends. I liked beer. I still like beer. You know, I, I kind of got to cut to the chase here. Are, are you one of those guys who are attracted to older women? Oh, come on. I mean, like like really older women? What, what kind of a relationship do you have with your mother? And, and at what age did she stop breastfeeding you? 
Did oh, she? Uh, Spud, oh. Spud, there's no need for you to interrogate this caller as to his appropriateness as a prospective date since I'm not going to cheat on Chance. Look, look, look. I'm not trying to break up what you have now with him, but I think you might be missing out on some things. Like oh. having an adult conversation with someone who shares a bit more of your life experiences. As I'm a few years older than Chance, I think we might have more in common. Really? Like, I know about, yeah, like, I know about, like, uh, Watergate and, and Woodstock and that Liz Taylor lady. Mm. My dad likes her. <laughs> okay, I well. That, yeah. I know stuff Chance has no clue about. We, we might just hit it off. But, okay, can I ask how old you are? Oh, me? I'm, yeah, you. I'm 24. 24? I mean, now, that, that may not seem much older than Chance, but no. I'm from a different generation than him. He was, uh, he was probably into the, the Fairly Odd Parents growing up, and I was into SpongeBob all the way until really my college years. So, okay. really, we're just worlds apart in life experiences. Well, why didn't you say so? You know, that SpongeBob show is actually very subversive. We don't allow it to be on in our home. It's way too much negativity for my taste. Um, um, you suck! Uh, and nobody asked you for your review? And so, caller, caller, can I ask if you date women your own age, too? I have dated girls around my age, but what are you getting at? Well, I'm just curious, you know, what was the trigger for you to only be attracted or basically be attracted to women much older than you? I, I, I still can't get a direct answer from Chance when I ask him this. There has to be some incident in both of your lives where, where this desire, you know, first formed deep in your psyche. What is a psyche? I, well, I, I don't overanalyze it. Yeah. I just think older women are hotter. It's not very complicated. Uh, yeah. Caller, I've never said this Probably on true. the air before, but my wife, Rachel, is 11 months older than me. And yes, I'm sure that this is just one more factor that keeps me so attracted to her. Seek immediate medical right, help for an Harry. erection lasting more than four hours. Yeah. And the heart wants what the heart wants. Hey, I, I I've said that before. I can't explain why I'm attracted to Dorothy. Yeah. Once I saw a picture of her on Facebook, I knew I wanted to meet her, and that's why I'm calling. So what, what do you say, Dorothy? Just a, just a quick meet-up, and if you're not into it, we can go our separate ways. No pressure. D did you call me Jerry? It's Jerry. Yeah, he did. Oh, oh not he going did. to happen, caller. Spud, please hang up on him. Uh, no, 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 wait. I, well, just, I just wanted to get No, to no, hey, call, 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 I, I, you got it. Hey, someone dump the call, please. please. Yeah, thanks. It's like i got to end this thing. We are way over time. Uh, anyway, I am Spud Goodman. Be all you can be, and I mean that. Why, you know, why do so many callers call me Jerry? I, that's uh, frankly offensive. Uh, can I finish here? Yeah, yeah. God bless and ciao. Bye-bye. The Spud Goodman Show is written and directed by Spud Goodman, executive producer Lori Madsen, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions, engineered by Trevor Jastad, and recorded at the facilities of NWCZ Radio, associate producer T.J. Pite, video director Wyatt Young, production assistants Brian Martin and Chance Morrison, original music by Mike Spots and Tom Harmon, on-air talent Rob McGee, David Deere, Pam McGee, and Tom Nolan. Copyright 2019, Spud Goodman Productions, David Brenneman speaking.